This is the GDC Life podcast. All right, there's like been a lot of talk around oil. Anyone in the room have oily skin? <laughs> I, know I do. In general, it's, it's not like a nice thing to have. But um, let me tell you, oil is amazing when it comes to deep frying things. Have you ever like done like really crispy, amazing potatoes deep fried in oil? Um, over the weekend, Sam Thompson made us some like super, super duper crispy mashed potato. She was trying to make chips and she overcooked them in the pot. And so we, but we chucked them in the oil anyway. And let me tell you what, we ended up, we still ended up with chips. Can I get an amen? And so that's the power of oil. That's the power of being baptized in the oil <laughs> this morning. Um, and, and we actually... So cool. I think there's like a real perfect, I mean, hopefully every time we get together and the lives that we live have a continual unending thread of the prophetic um, because we're connected to heaven. But I'm just really sensing this beautiful union of, um, like there's like a, a union of spirit in the room. There's a lot of uh, words coming forward that's just like giving me a lot of faith about what, what God wants to do this morning. So please like shuffle forward to the edge of your seat spiritually and uh, get hungry for what God wants to do this morning. Amen. Um, just like uh, I'm thinking, like we're going to chat around the, the virgins in the Bible, the 10 virgins this morning, uh, the five foolish and the five wise, the bridesmaids, and uh, they were waiting on the Lord. Well, they were waiting on this groom. Look, the, the story goes, right? You've got these 10 virgins that are appointed by the bride. They're like the bridesmaids. Uh, they're appointed to greet the groom as he arrives for the pre-ceremony feast. So this is pre-the ceremony. They're about to have a wedding banquet before the procession. And so they're, they're appointed to wait on the groom. And I just feel like, I mean, this, morning's, this morning was beautiful. Sometimes we wait on him, but we get tired of waiting on him. Sometimes, you know, whether it's worship or whether it's waiting for the fulfillment of a prophetic word, we get tired and we get weary uh, of waiting on him. We know that Galatians tells us um, not to grow weary in doing good because at the right time, if we, do, we will receive a harvest if we do not give up. Um, so I think there's this, this, this sort of, we know that the heart of God is to see our hunger, to test our hunger, to see how, how we'd wait for him. Uh, but we see that they lost expectations. Well, you know, some, they fell asleep, and the ones without oil were unable to greet him. And uh, where the Bible talks about how the blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, because they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Like, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? Right? It means you're hungry. It means you're, you're desperate for what the Lord is going to release. So I just encourage you right now, like shake your neighbor and say, get hungry this morning. <laughs> get hungry. There's always more. There's always more uh, for what the Lord wants to do. And, and let me just tell you as well, I mean, I've been getting, I've been receiving, there was one specific word that was going around this week on worship, prophetic word that was released from overseas. But it just seems as like this, um, there's just so many words being released in this age uh, about what God's going to do through worship. And it can seem like so counterintuitive, right? Because we do, we honor the word of God because the word of, it's, it's the uh, faith comes by hearing the word, right? Um, but we also receive the word. We receive revelation in these moments of worship. And let me just tell you something. Um, the, the beauty of, like in, in this place of worship, like the result of worship should be revelation, 
It should be we're worshiping the Lord, and all of a sudden, we, we get a glimpse of just how holy He is. Just how, like, like, that's why you hear people in worship crying out, Oh my gosh, Lord, you... I mean, they probably didn't say, oh my gosh. They say, holy! Some people say, hold! Um, people say, holy. People say, you're so worthy, God. Wow, the victorious one. All this stuff. And it's because people are overwhelmed. Overwhelmed with the goodness of God. All of a sudden, we're getting a glimpse. And, and, and when we get that glimpse, the Bible talks about how it's the goodness of God that turns people to repentance. So... I mean, you know, a good atmosphere of worship really produces revelation of His goodness. And so I just want to encourage you not to neglect what worship does. And I just want to remind you that sometimes it takes waiting on Him. And, and waiting through, like waiting is the whole point of, like you're not waiting until it's, it actually feels uncomfortable. Like I feel like the definition of waiting is the fact that it's taking too long. You know what I mean? So sometimes, sometimes the breakthrough is on the other side of the waiting. Often the, the breakthrough is on the other side of the waiting. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're going through a season of waiting right now, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's going to produce a great harvest, a beautiful harvest. And it's doing something within you that no one can take from you either. That's the other incredible thing. And so um, I want to, something that I was taught... Um, you know, growing up in church and in training for ministry and all this sort of stuff, is that when someone comes in and, and like, does, you know, does a prophetic deposit, you know, someone from, say, the NCMI team, someone from Fivefold team, like, apostolic or prophetic voice comes in, releases something, it would be a disservice to just go to the next week and, like, okay, we're continuing our series on how to, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it's awesome. You know, God speaks to us. We have series and stuff like that. But last week, uh, hands up if you are here last week. Okay, for those of you that weren't, please jump on the podcast and uh, have a listen. Uh, a man by the name of David Hagar was here, a prophet, and he released this word and he played this, uh, this siren over the speaker's and he just let it play for an uncomfortably long period of time. <laughs> the whole time it was just playing his preaching and he's like, the harvest is now, get ready, this is the time, wake up, wake up. And he kept saying this, wake up, and it was perfect. Um, if you know, it, when you set an alarm on your phone, you know the default iPhone alarm, when it's like, bam, bam, bam. It's such a terrible, inconvenient noise to wake up to, but it wakes you up. It does the job. And I feel like God released something last week through that voice. And, and it's this, his, his call, it's, it's, a, it's a wake up call. And so I guess this morning I want to follow on and I just want to, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like, um, but just more in the sense of I feel like this morning is a call to action. Okay. Uh, yes. Turn to your neighbor and tell them there's a call to action this morning. There's a call to action. Beautiful. And just something on like wine this weekend. We did some wine tasting. Does anyone like wine in the room? Wine's beautiful. Uh, Jesus drunk wine as well. Some people believe he drank non-alcoholic wine, which is great as well. Um, but so uh, wine, we learned this week, uh, the taste of wine, you know, it's, it comes from the type of grape that you're, you're planting. But a big part of the, the taste of wine comes from where it's located. So the soil and the weather. 
that that location receives. And I just want to let you know, I want to encourage you guys that Australia is primed for an incredible harvest of wine, like big time. I know there's people in this room that are from different churches. I just want to say your church is also primed for it. Like Australia, we're in this beautiful season. We're entering into this uh, spirit of unity, uh, spirit of honor um, amongst churches, but then more so just like this reverence uh, for the presence of God. This year, there was a a word released over our church in the Vision Sunday that this would be a year of the presence. We honor the presence. And so I just want to let you know, we actually are super primed for it. So expect it and expect to drink that incredible wine uh, that's been set aside for us. And what does that look like? I just want to let you know, like, so we're talking about worship equals like an over, it's, it's like we need to, we worship because it, it bears a revelation. All of a sudden a revelation comes and the revelation will leave, lead to an overflow type life. And the overflow type life bears fruit of, you know, restored uh, marriages, uh, businesses coming back to life, salvations, wholeness, uh, heaven on earth culture. So it's everything. It's going to affect the church in the kingdom, uh, but it's going to affect every aspect of your life if you allow it to. Worship really should, like, you know, if, if me and Vanessa are getting on each other's nerves, it's probably because we haven't had enough time with the Lord lately, you know, and we start to lose sight of who God's called us to be as powerful people, to be the ones that release love in a partnership. And so it's just, I think, um, I think worship is really key, okay? I also wanted to, um, not to embarrass anyone, um, but Harrison, I know we met just in the foyer, and you were talking about doing like valuations and stuff like that for for a living, and I just feel like God was saying um, he's gifted you in that space to be able to evaluate things, but I feel like God um, is placing sort of, I I don't know, I saw like a high-rise building when I was, 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 there's a word that was getting downloaded, and I just felt like there was something on your life that has been overlooked at times, but there's something like of a largeness. And sometimes all of a sudden, when a spotlight comes on something like an area or whatever, the value can just go up. It's like when things go viral, it's crazy the power of things going viral. And I just feel like there's something on your life that the Lord's wanting to spotlight. And it, the, I guess people are going to see the value of who you are. And it's and it's gonna you're gonna see it in your family. You're also gonna see it in your in your work as well. I'm gonna see people like in your workspace like really honor what's on your life. Like oh wait, this guy's got something like full on to give. And then also I just feel like in the kingdom like there's stuff that you know not just because you're not in church ministry doesn't mean like God hasn't like I think God's called you to something pretty significant. Um, He's called us all to, but I feel like He's highlighting it for a reason. Usually it has to do with activating it. So, bro, it's like a big thing on your life, eh? Yeah, bless you. Um, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, I, um, you know, like if you've ever gone away uh, with people, you know, you go on a trip, go on a holiday, and there's usually that one person, it's probably you, that uh, didn't bring toothpaste. <laughs> and then you're sharing, you're like, oh, sorry, I didn't bring toothpaste. Can I, can I grab some toothpaste? And so you end up being, <laughs> you be that guy. Um, I just feel like, you know, sometimes, yeah, I feel like that, that sometimes what, how we can um, 
That's the sort of people we can become when it comes to what God wants to do. And I feel like it's a reflection of, if you look at this story of the 10 um, virgins, let me just quickly paint the picture of the story. So there's a story where, like I said earlier, there's these 10 bridesmaids, they're appointed to welcome the groom, and uh, they each have these lamps, and these lamps are oil-powered, okay? So um, you need oil to get the, the flame going. And half of them had oil, and half of them didn't bring enough oil. So the groom was maybe running late or something, and half of them ran out of oil and were unable to light the flame. And they weren't prepared for what was going to happen. And so sometimes, like, the issue in our lives is, is not that God doesn't want to do something. It's that we haven't come prepared. We haven't come uh, bringing what we have to offer. You know, so like he's, he's called each of us a light, but it's up to us to activate that light. And so, yes, he provides the oil, but are we stewarding it well? And so I guess this call to action has to do with stewarding what God has given us as well. So I just want to say to each of us here, like just consider yourself. Don't consider yourself, you know, a person in a crowd. Consider yourself in this moment. You have something to bring to this world. You have something to bring to this city locally, and you have something to bring to this church, and you have something to bring to your family. And the question is, are we robbing those fears from something? Are we bringing what God's called us to bring? Are we being good stewards? This, this message was originally supposed to be a message on budgeting. So feel free to apply it to your life when it comes to budgeting. So like you got to have vision for what you're going to save for. And then you got to put purpose to your money. And then, um, then you can save money. Good job. There you go. Very good. Um, so looking at this story, uh, the, the, the 10 bridesmaids, it's really interesting because so it's, it's, it comes after Jesus talking about the end times. And so we can easily just let it be about, oh, Jesus is coming back. You know, maybe don't lose your salvation or something. Make sure you're ready for him. Um, but it, it's, the story is followed in 20, Matthew 25 with the parable of the talents. It's followed by the parable of the money bags. And, it, and so, you know, Jesus shares the story of the ten bridesmaids and then says, Again, and then shares the story. It's like he's like trying to re-emphasize this point. And the, we, it's easy to take away from the parable of the talents that God is, is challenging us to being faithful stewards. The parable of the talents, you know, has to do with how uh, the master gave one, say, money bag to someone, two money, money bags to another person, five to another person. And, and he says, do something with this, you know, invest it or multiply it. Uh, be a good steward of this. I'm going to head off and I'll be back soon. He comes back. The one with five multiplied it, made another five. The one with two multiplied it, made another two. The one with one uh, said, sorry, I was worried that I'd lose it. So I buried it. And I, here it is. Take your one back. And the master was so upset. He's like, you should have just put it in a bank, get some interest on it. And it just shows this expectation that, like, the master was more concerned. He'd, he'd rather the person risk what they had rather than do nothing with it. Like, the master was more irritated by the fact that this person did nothing with their gift. And so I guess a challenge for us as well is that if God has, 
has uh, given you something, say it's a dream, say it's a gift, uh, whatever it is, I feel like he's challenging us in this moment not to just let things be the way that they are. Um, if, we, if, we, if we live by default, we'll be destroyed. But when we live by design, that's where the fruit is. And so you've got to be super intentional. You've got to be super intentional about what you want to see happen. And so in this moment, I just want to challenge you right now. Think about it. It's like, man, there, I mean, there's, definitely, there's so much that we all do that's just by default. And so in this moment, God's stirring us again to contend for something. Like the sirens last week, bam, 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 wake up. Wake up. Uh, don't forget uh, to keep the oil filled. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, um, I ran out of petrol on Parramatta Road after In Him Conference, super late at night. And, and I didn't call my wife because I didn't want to get freak out about that. Um, but I called Dad. <laughs> and so Dad had just got on, on the M4. I was just before the M4. So Dad turns around, and the traffic is horrendous. It must have been a Saturday night or something, um, or Friday night. And Dad's, like, absolutely fighting through the traffic um, to get back to me. He managed to get to me. I, think, I don't know why. I think, I think he filled up petrol first. So he filled up a, filled up a thing of petrol, uh, a drum, comes in. We pour it in. Me and Dad are terrible with cars. Um, dad didn't teach me, and obviously his dad didn't teach him. But um, we're filling up the thing, and then we tried to start the car, and it just didn't start. Like, ah, okay. Um, dad, dad went to go get some more petrol. He drove around, and then he had to fight the traffic again, driving again down Paramount Road. I've blocked up, like, car piles of traffic. Like, there's, there's, it's impossible for Dad to... And everyone's driving past just, like, beeping their horns, like, get off the road, get off the road. It's like, I know that I'm, I'm not trying to be here. But anyway, long story short, Dad's going in circles. We filled it up. Um, we filled up so it wasn't starting, and so someone comes up, tried to help us, and he's like, oh, no, you need a couple of those. If you're fully bone dry, you need to fill it up a couple of times. Dad went again. We filled it up. But it was just like, it, it, it's crazy to consider the fact that you can have the whole car there in front of you. You can have the lamp. You can have the word, but um, if there's no fuel, it's not going anywhere. And it's like, it's like a car is genius. Like, it's, it took us, you know, I mean, we're hundreds of years into having cars now, and there's so much, you know, genius that goes into creating the cars that we have today. You know, some of you guys have probably those touchscreen cars and all this stuff. Um, and driving around this little riggedy thing. But the Lord's going to provide an incredible car one day. But, but I love, actually love the, the yucky car. Anyway, um, no, it's actually not a yucky car. I bought it off Sam. <laughs> it's an amazing car. Now, I, I was looking for a cheap car, so it's great. Um, and Sam's sold it to me very, in a very amazing price as well. Anyway, the point of the story is that no matter how incredible this car is, no matter how amazing this church is, how amazing your business is, no matter how gifted your family is in, you know, different gifts and abilities that, you know, that God's given you guys, if you don't have the right fuel, you're going nowhere. And so I feel like, I guess this, there's a twofold thing here that we've got to look for. Number one is that we should be faith-filled people. So that comes, from, that comes about from hearing the word of God or encountering him. So where our eyes are open to what we can be or to what we can achieve or to what amount of money he wants us to save, budgeting. Um, and then faithful. 
What does it look like to be faithful? Faithful is, it looks like doing something about the faith that you have. So God's given you faith, and now it's time to outwork it. We know in James, it says faith without actions is dead, right? So, and, and the Bible says the only way to please God is to have faith. So you don't want dead faith. You want alive faith, living faith. And so he's called us to have actioned faith. Uh, faith without action is dead. So, you know, we hear from God, we encounter him, and then it's time to be a steward. It's time to steward our resources well. Steward your time well. Steward your money well. Steward your family well. Steward your business well. Steward your mental space well. What are you allowing into you? Are you living by default and just droning on by, allowing, you know, the pleasures of Netflix to, to bless you? And, and it is a blessing most times. But uh, I was just chatting to, uh, next week, there's a lot of words of surrender. Next week I'm talking on surrender. Um, but we are just chatting with uh, Tim and Jade. We are walking to Coles five minutes before church. Um, and then we just, as Jade was just sharing about like this, this beautiful thing. Uh, revelation on surrender and it's like your surrender leads to rest but rest doesn't always lead to surrender it's like fleshly rest will can destroy you think about it like you know you're resting a bit you know enjoying some chocolate enjoying some netflix and you end up like depressed you know there's there's studies that show that uh the reason we have a depression epidemic you could say is because uh, things like smartphones exist today and are more accessible today than ever before. And we see, you know, they're designed, you know, apps with notifications and, and the way the smart, smartphones are designed is they're designed to give you dopamine every single time you open them up. And it becomes addictive. And it's likable to a drug because dopamine's a drug. And we've spoken about this in church before. But it's this thing of like you go to it because you think it's giving you rest. All it's giving you is a hit of dopamine. But it's not giving you rest like the Lord will give you rest. The Lord gives you rest because you've entered into the uh, divine, um, the divine sort of lane way that He has for you. And when you're in that, it's it's freedom. It's you've surrendered to. Yeah, there's so many. There's so much. That, and now I'm preaching next week's message. But there's so much that you have. Uh, you, you, ha- you might have a desire for, like a fleshly desire, or maybe you have your own strategies. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but it leads to death. So like sometimes we consider, oh, I'm sure this is going to work, but I- I'm going to try it this way. But God's like, trust me, if you just surrender, it all comes, it, it, it comes full circle. It's like everything is fulfilled, that, that you need fulfilled, it's f- fulfilled there. And so you can rest knowing that your best life is found in him. Whatever it looks like, it's found in him, you know. might not be what you imagine, but it's found in him. The reason I was saying that is like, you know, um, when it comes to being faithful, to doing something about the faith that you've received, it's like, you know, you may not notice what the Macca's drive-thru is doing to you, you know, for a couple of weeks of binging, maybe a couple of months of binging. But you might, you'll notice the life, the life that you're living now, you notice the fruits of it 5, 10, 20, 30 years down the track, right? And so you, I have the amount of times being like a pastor, the amount of times I've sat with people and we have this discussion of like, it just doesn't feel like it's working or it's a struggle or I don't know, I don't get the point of why I have to live a life like this. You know, like we're called to be disciples of Christ. So it takes discipline. 
So it's not always easy. It's not like, oh, this is this awesome life that I get to live. It is awesome, but the fruit comes in time, just like a harvest. You sow and there's a harvest coming. And so we have these discussions and it's like, it's like, you know, in the moment, it's like, just doesn't seem beneficial. And then I, I always encourage people because I've seen it over decades now, growing up in it, even seeing other families and all of that, that you see it, it you might not see it, fi- like if you choose to deviate from God's way, you might not see it after five years, you might not see it dramatically, but you'll see it by the end of your life, you would have looked back and you're like, man, what did I do? I, I, I walked away. I missed out on the stuff that God had for me. This looked right. This looked great. I enjoyed some stuff, but like, man, that would have been so much better, you know? And so I just implore you, don't live in regret. There's no regret in God. Um, so jump into it. Let that siren be a wake-up call like that was prophesied over last week. Be faith-filled and be faithful. It's about being a good steward of the resources that he's given us. Um, let's see if I've missed... What have I spoken through? What have I not spoken through? Vision focused and have a plan of action. Awesome stuff. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I was talking to, I just wrote this down. I just thought it's like brilliant. Like, again, it's this thing of discipline. Like, uh, Tomo was talking to me. Tomo's an exercise physiologist, Daniel Thompson, and he was sharing about how. Sometimes they have to put together like a six-week goal um, to achieve an outcome with someone that they're training. And if they have like a non-compliancy, I might be explaining this incorrectly. It's like, it's like they need to delay the, uh, the date of outcome almost. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so, well, that's going to take seven weeks now. Oh, it's probably going to take eight weeks now, you know? It's like the children of Israel, they had to walk for 40 years in the wilderness because they missed out on seizing the inheritance that was laid out before them. It wasn't like God wanted them to walk into their promised land. They missed it. They delayed it. And so the question is, what are we delaying in our lives? Let's be faith-filled and then faith-full. I, was, I, I, I tried to start running. I'm going to get back into it, I promise. But um, I chucked this uh, podcast on, this Nike. There's a Nike Run Club app. Has anyone ever tried the Nike Run Club app? It's amazing. So try it. If you ever want to to run, this is this thing is incredible. So I, I chucked the, the podcast in my ears. It's an app. And the first run, there's a podcast labeled First Run. And there's this really cool sounding guy in your ears. And he's, he's training you through the whole 20-minute run. And so I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to run. And so I start off like absolutely like sprinting down, you know, uh, sunny hot road or wherever I am. And so I'm sprinting and it's like, okay, so you've started running and you're probably running way too fast. It's time to slow down. And he starts saying the key here is to enjoy your run. And then he's talking through things. And then two minutes later, he's like, hey, you're probably running too fast. Are you out of breath? Are you struggling? Are you able to look around and enjoy the run? No, then slow down. And he just keeps the whole, the whole time, like probably until 16, 17 minutes in, he's telling you to like slow down. Like you're prob- he's telling you the symptoms of why, uh, I mean, why you might be running too fast. And he's like, is that you? Is that you? Slow down. And he's telling you to slow down the whole time so you can achieve the 20-minute run. 
And then in the final like four minutes, he's like, okay, you feeling good? Feel free to kick it up a bit, but don't go too hard. And the objective of that run is to run a 20-minute span without stopping. And it's being sober out the fact uh, about what you need to do to get there. And, he's, and he's, it's, like, it's encouraging you to just slow down, just relax. It's not, it's not a sprint, um, but it's, the, the point is to get your 20-minute run in. And so it's about you know, being aware of what you need to do to get to where you need to be. Amen. Um, it's about having vision. Elias, my little beautiful baby boy, um, if you ever try and, like we were trying to pack, uh, we went away for a, a couple days and we were trying to pack some toys for him. We we're taking some toys and he's freaking out. He's like, what are you doing with my toys? He didn't, didn't say that. He's like, wah, wah, wah. And um, we're taking the toys and, it's, and we're trying to explain to him, Elias, you can play with them when we get to the other side. And, but he, as a baby, you are unable, you're incapable of seeing, you know, a couple hours down the track. Like you only live in the now. And so I feel like it's a, it's a real indicator of maturity when a people can deny something now so that we harvest in the future. And so let it be something that you, you strive to uh, embody, this thing of, hey, I want to... I want to put something on the cross today. I want to discipline something today. I want to be a disciple and discipline something today so I can receive and benefit um, from what God has for us in the future um, and have vision for that. Amen? Amen. Beautiful. What else do we have? Yeah, we might probably probably like start coming to a close there. I just, I just felt like it'd be awesome to just... So like, the, the, the key here is as well with this faith, being faith-filled and then faithful, is that you can't have like, it's, it's a one-two thing. Be faith-filled and then faithful. You can't, you know, it's like one-two, you can't have two without one. You can't, you can't be faithful if there's no faith, you know. You ought to receive a faith um, deposit. And one without two, so being faith-filled without being faithful is just potential for the future. It's just potential. And potential doesn't bear much, you know, but potential can excite. But when we're faithful, that's when we see an incredible move of God in our lives, in our, in our spheres. And so I just want to, I think like it'd be cool to, I mean, we've, it's like the service is over anyway, and we had some awesome encounters. Uh, firstly, I just, I commission you guys with like, hopefully a desire to really encounter him for your, your lives, for your family, for your, for your own maturity, for the person that he's called you to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. Consider, don't, don't just live by default, live by design. Consider who God's called you to be a year from now. It's like, what, what do I have to do today? I gotta be a good steward. I can't just expect it's all gonna fall into place. God is prophesying something. You know, this is a call to action. If last week there was a prophetic word over us to wake up to what he's doing, what does it look like for me to wake up? What am I going to shift? What do I shift in my life? Who am I going to begin to see? What am I going to begin to attend? What am I going to begin to spend on? Like, what is it? There's something that needs to shift. What am I going to let go of? What am I going to disconnect from? Wake up means we're shifting out of something and being birthed into a new thing. 
And that's a big part of, again, what's being prophetically released in this season is that there's an end to something and a beginning and a birthing of something new. So I, I implore you, don't die off with the old, but join in with what God is doing in this next season. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, why don't we all stand to our feet? So it's, a, it's this one-two thing of being faith-filled and faithful. And so, I don't know, I just think it'd be cool to maybe bless him, encounter him again. Um, we might release the service in a, in a couple of minutes. So that way, anyone that needs to head off, you can just head off. But maybe we've got some space here to just break out of um, just routine and just like kind of dive right into what God has for us this morning. Um, Religion can be, like, so helpful, like routine and stuff in the sense of, like, you know, funny to, you know, have some more dates with my wife. Let's make Wednesday night the date night. That's re- that's religion. It's like routine. It's like I've created parameters for me to, you know, have bear some fruit or whatever. And hopefully in time, it's like it's, it's awesome and it's an organic thing. But sometimes it can also um, mess with the desire part of of this relationship that we have with God. And so I just want to wake us up out of the rhythm right now. Um, And I just want to also uh, just bring attention in this moment to your, I want each of you to bring attention to your spirit and to the spirit of God in this moment. The reason why it's not for yourself, it's for someone else. I just feel like we need to always remember this. He's using us to speak to those around us, okay? And I just feel like in this moment, he's going to do a whole lot of ministry, but it's also going to be like within the family. Like let's, let's bless one another. So right now, bring attention to your spirit and to the spirit of God to, to hear what he's saying for someone around you maybe. Don't force it, but just I'm saying open your ears because it's there. It's always happening. He's, he's breaking in. And that will help break you out of just missing out on what God's doing in this moment. Um, and the second thing is, if you need to, like what was spoken earlier around um, entering into this place of surrender, I just want to re-invite people to the altar again. Um, if you've exited the place of God rest, or if you've, maybe you've failed being faith-filled and faithful, and you just want to come back and get that fresh encounter, I want to invite you to the front. The reason for that is it's not just like, oh, this is a special place. So you guys know that. You have enough maturity that there's, no, there's nothing special here. And sometimes that can be the hindrance to why we don't come up. We don't come up because we're like, oh, I know there's nothing special about the altar. We all know that. It's actually, you know what's uh, incredible about coming forward is that in the, like the purpose of church, a big purpose of church is like accountability. It's rubbing shoulders with other people that see into your life. When you go off as a lone wolf and no one can speak into your life, that's dangerous. The beauty of coming forward is we're all in this thing together and we can all contend for breakthrough together. So the reason we come forward in my, I mean, for me, is I'm like, I'm responding to this publicly. This is the reason why we get baptized, you know? And so I want to re-invite people here and I want to challenge you to break any, you know, spirit of like, 
It's like false humility or pride. And I just want to invite you right now, come to the front, expose what the enemy's trying to do in your life and surrender to the Lord. Thanks for listening to the GGC Life podcast. If you'd like to partner with us, you can visit ggclife.com forward slash give. We hope you have an amazing week. Be blessed.